Hello, and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from D&D Academy. I am Michael, and this is Fay Deadlands, Episode 1, 310 to Hell. This campaign is being ran over Google Hangouts using the Roll20.net plugin. It's also being GM'd by a friend of the show, Porter Williams, who you may also know as Razorstorm on Twitter. Originally, Porter asked Caleb and I to help him with his ANA method Fay hack that he's working on, and we did a game of Fay based off of a old World of Darkness module, uh, more of just sort of a test run, and it went really well, and Caleb and I had a lot of fun with it. So we decided that we wanted to try to do something a little bit more regular, and um, we wanted to continue to help Porter with his ANA method uh, evolution. So we got together and did a hangout originally just to kind of create the characters and create the world. And eventually we came to the point where we were playing in the Wild West with a zombie apocalypse, which was really close enough to what Deadlands is that it made sense rather than trying to recreate everything is we just would play in Deadlands. So that's what we're doing. Uh, We also have another player besides Caleb and I. His name's Scott, which is a friend of Porter's that he brought in. So I am playing a gunslinger, sort of a silver-tongued rascal, maverick-type gambler, saloon life, uh, quick on the draw, who was framed for a job by the Wichita Witches, and uh, that's sort of my trouble, is that I have been framed, and I need to seek vengeance against them. Caleb is playing a city slicker turned bounty hunter, who has come into the West for my bounty because I have a very high bounty. It's actually, I think that's actually my trouble is that I'm, or one of my aspects is that I'm worth more alive than dead because of this bounty. And Scott is playing a tribalist Jesuit uh, journeyman who lost his people and is now on sort of a spiritual journey across the land. And we begin play on a train heading uh, east away from Despair, Arizona, I believe. Uh, Caleb's character, Jonah, has me... Uh, handcuffed to a pipe uh, next to the conductor's car since there really isn't a uh, jail cell in this train and he's heading me back east to turn in the bounty. So um, here you go. Here's our first full session of Fade Deadlands 310 to Hell. Okay, I think we're ready. Let's do this thing. Um, so, Michael, should I just go ahead and begin with a thing, and then you'll tack on an intro later? Yeah, yeah, I'll do the the overall okay. intro, but we can still go through and introduce the yep. so the the voices make sense. Yes. Okay, we'll go ahead and I'll kick that off. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and get started with our first session of Deadlands Fate. So we are taking the popular Savage Worlds weird west setting of of deadlands and we're going to use it for our fate game because it's a really cool setting but we really feel like playing with fate so um we're gonna go ahead and get this kicked off tonight but first let's go ahead and introduce our cast uh my name's porter and i will be your game master tonight uh so let's go ahead around the group and introduce uh yourself and the character so everyone kind of knows a little bit about who we have in this game so, Michael, how about you go ahead and start? 
Okay, my name is Michael, and I am playing Sebastian Kane. My high concept is I'm a silver-tongued rascal. Think uh, Maverick from the Mel Gibson movie before he went crazy. Uh, my trouble is that I was framed in Kansas City for a job that went bad. Uh, some of my aspects include I owe the Wichita witches who uh, are related to my framing. I'm worth more alive than dead because of that job. I have a, a bounty on my head, which is quite high, but again, more alive than dead. I am faster than the other guy, so I'm good at gunfights. And I live the saloon life, so I'm used to hanging out in saloons, gambling, prostitution, just general layabout activities. Uh, is that enough, or do you want to go through the actual approaches and abilities, too? No, I think that's uh, that's good. Okay. All right. Uh, go, uh, Caleb, go ahead and tell us about your character. All right. I am playing Jonah Augustus. As a high concept, he is a gentleman bounty hunter. Uh, reflecting trouble is that he is a city slicker, so he comes from the big city, uh, and he's adventuring out west a little bit. He used to be in the army, but left due to conflicts with his superior officers. Uh, he was a scout with them, uh, leading to some aspects of, I don't take orders anymore, and I knew you would do that, reflecting his scout training and general ability to uh, outthink tactically the people around him. Family-wise, he has a history of... Uh, his, his father was a circuit priest, uh, so he grew up in the church, but then, due to some family complications, ended up leaving them, and his final aspect reflects that, in that he blames God for uh, the death of his father and some other family troubles. Excellent. And Scott, how about you go ahead and tell us your character, and I, I will probably never successfully pronounce your character's name in the entirety of this game. Well, uh, neither will I have no formal training in the language, but uh, my name is Titipacate Martin Mondolondo de Jesus. I am a tribeless mystic. I'm originally from the uh, Yaki tribe in uh, their Sonoran tribe in the southwest uh, area of Mexico. And then there was some unpleasantness that led me to be the eternal wanderer, where the specters of those I failed pursue me because of my. Uh, interesting uh, intermingling of faith between my Catholic beliefs and my tribal rituals, as well as my uh, wandering. I've come to keep one moccasin in many worlds, where I'm a, a social guest and accepted in many different spheres, but I'm never welcomed or at home. I always have an allegory, often involving deer and bear, or badger and fox, or occasionally Zen cones that uh, Chinese railroad laborers taught me, and I am quick to run which is what uh, caused those I failed to haunt me, but also it comes in handy from time to time. Excellent. And I think we've all just agreed uh, in chat that we are going to call you Martin. Because <laughs> it's the only part of your name we can pronounce. But I hereby okay. declare that every time you introduce yourself, you have to do the full version. So uh, for those uh, who are uh, for those listening, we are actually playing this in Roll20.net, which is an awesome online virtual tabletop tool. So we are spread out all over the United States. Um, me and Scott are back east, and Caleb and Michael are, or sorry, me and Scott are back west, and uh, the in the mountain region, and Michael and Caleb are back east. And uh, so yeah, this is awesome. Technology is cool. So uh, we are playing uh, using. 
a modified version of the Fate Accelerated Edition, or FEI rules, that I've been working out on my blog, Tabletop Explorer, where uh, you use the traditional approaches of uh, Fate Accelerated Edition uh, combined with broad skills called abilities. And so whenever we have actions, we'll be combining those. And so um, characters have a uh, short py uh, pyramid in both approaches and a short pyramid in the abilities. And so uh, we'll post these characters up uh, on the website and... Uh, but uh, and so you can kind of see what they're doing. But that's what when we're calling for uh, actions and we ask for an a, an approach plus an ability. That's what we're talking about. So let's go ahead and get started. So in the uh, in Deadlands, we are going to begin out in the southwest, and we are on a train in the uh, in the in the action prior to beginning this uh, this episode. Jonah has been pursuing. Uh, Sebastian Kane all the way from Kansas City, um, and uh, Kane has been running uh, along the rails and uh, ended in the dead end Arizona, almost uh, in California, but that's as far as the rails would take him. And he thought he was safe until Jonah caught up with him, arrest, uh, uh, arrested him, and now ha has bodily thrown him onto a train headed back east along the Dixie Rail Line. So we have left Dead End, we have left, we've passed through Phoenix, and we are now heading on, or we have now left Despair, and we're now headed into a very long run from Despair, Arizona, headed out towards Roswell, New Mexico. So we are, we're headed eastbound. Um, so all three characters are on the train. So Jonah and Kane are obviously acquainted in some brief sense of of uh, violence and bodily tackling and as we begin the episode uh, Jonah has Kane in a in a special car right next to the conductor's box and you are they don't have a they don't have a cell on the train because it's not like you regularly transport prisoners or anything like that so you had to work it out you had to grease the uh, you had to grease the palm of of the uh, conductor to let you do this, but he let you have this this small uh, space uh, outside of the conductor's room all to yourself, and you have uh, Sebastian Kane handcuffed to a pipe along the side of the wall of the cart. So Kane is sitting on his butt on the floor in this car, um, and Jonah is uh, kind of there keeping watch with him. The conductor passes through periodically. Um, and no one else should really, theoretically, no one else should have any reason to be coming through this car, which is why you really wanted the um, the conductor to let you use this car. He wasn't too keen on it, but uh, Jonah's, a, Jonah's a pretty slick fellow and good with clever social interactions, and so you were able to convince him to let you do this, uh, use this arrangement. So... Um, Martin, you picked up on the train um, in Phoenix and are headed eastward uh, for the next bout, the next round of wandering. Um, and uh, when the train stopped in despair, several other people got uh, got off. Several people got on, and you are now in the um, passenger cart, one car in the car uh, next to the conductor car. So. Um, you're in this you're in this car, and uh, people around you have already uh, noticed your um, your 
unusual appearance. Um, having a native on the train isn't necessarily the weird. Isn't you know that weird? Um, but you're a particularly unusual native. Uh, how about you give us a sense of how you're dressed? Well, I I have my moccasins and native pants on. I have a western style cowboy hat and a western traditional type of top garb. I have a satchel bag with a number of flowers hand stitched into it, and I'm wearing, of course, a giant cross around my. I also have my ceremonial matchlight bag and um, a Bowie knife in a traditional beaded satchel. And uh, um, Jonah, how about you give us a sense really quick of what of what how Jonah is dressed, what he looks like. Jonah is Jim West as portrayed by Will Smith in the horrible Wild Wild West movie. Uh, so that um, you know the the uh, vest, typical kind of vest and slacks, boots with spurs, nice big top coat, uh, long duster kind of thing. That's fabulous. And I think it's important for everyone to know that one of our campaign aspects is Wild Wild West. So anytime uh, we we want to invoke that uh, or or compel that uh, when appropriate, it's up for grabs. So prepare for that to be abused. All right, Michael. So how about Sebastian Kane, our saloon gambler? Uh, well, I see him dressed pretty atypical of a cowboy or pretty typical of a cowboy. Dark pants, uh, like a vest, white shirt with the frilly kind of collar area. I bet I would assume that uh, I, I may have had some of my clothes taken off because of my condition. But I'm the kind of guy that even though I'm handcuffed to a pipe, I still act like I'm controlling everything. Okay, and uh, and uh, really quick, um, Martin mentioned that he has a he carries a Bowie knife. I know we also talked about some other weapons. Just just so everyone's kind of on the same page, what kind of uh, preferred armaments does each character play or carry? I will go with my. Um, Army sharpshooter rifle, uh, which I keep very, very good care of. So in downtime, I'll probably be, not as a nervous habit, but I am fairly routinely cleaning it, polishing it, that kind of thing, making sure it's in good working order. Um, Standard six-shooter on my hip, knife in my boot. How about Kane? Although he is not in possession of his armaments at the moment, they're probably hanging across the room or something like that. Yeah, again, typical gunfighter. I've probably got two nickel-plated uh, six-shooters with ivory handles. Pretty notable. I think I actually mentioned that was part of the reason why I was framed, is that uh, I had a distinctive gun I think that was left behind. So I've either got another one that added to it or got that one back in some way. So I do have a distinctive um, weapon. Or Very nice. Are they engraved? Of course. All right, and what does Martin carry besides the uh, the Bowie knife? Oh, uh, otherwise a double-action Winchester. Uh, uh, short for a long arm, but it's uh, conveniently multi-purpose. It can take down game as well as uh, squirrely outlaws. So squirrels and squirrely outlaws. Excellent. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, and kick this off. So we are on a train the uh, the train has been riding along the rail for um, oh call it a good good half a day you know six hours you're a good six hours away from Despair Arizona um, which is quite possibly one of the best names for a city ever and so uh, you're on your way from from the city everyone's kind of settled in and uh, Scott in your car uh, Martin has noticed that 
number one, uh, first people ever, you were kind of the talk of the cars. Everyone was kind of whispering hush-hush about, oh my gosh, this guy's weird. What's going on? Um, and uh, but then everyone kind of got used to it. You seem to just kind of mind your own business. And uh, But after a while, people stopped talking and muttering about you and instead started muttering about the um, what appears to be some sort of hostage situation in the car next door because they couldn't really hide it. You can see it through, a, through the glass window. Um, so everyone can see the poor dude shackled to a pipe in the in the conductor car, and no one really knows what's going on. Um, and the the fellow in there um, with the uh, the 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 back east, you know, get up uh, has not left that car yet. And so everyone's really you know curious about what's happening over there. But no one really wants to go, you know, poke the bear. Um, but everyone's everyone's definitely wondering about it. So it's kind of become a popular thing for people to kind of get up when they're taking a little stroll to stretch their legs or whatever to go take a peek through the the car window between door between cars um, and uh, get a glance at the the fellow chained uh, chained up on the other side. Um, if there's any uh, young ladies that take a peek, they'll they'll get a dashing wink and a smile. Ooh, okay. There's been several, and in fact, that has uh, that has encouraged traffic. Every time uh, Kane does that, I will actually rap on the glass <laughs> right in front of those people that are there. Awesome. With the, like with the butt of my rifle, actually, just <laughs> right on the glass. Um, every time you do that, every time you rap on the glass with your rifle, you get a a glare from the conductor. Um, uh, he was clearly concerned you're gonna bust his window, um, but uh, doesn't doesn't seem to have quite quite have the guts to uh, you know verbally badger you, but just a a look. I, I will be trying to sort of surreptitiously wiggle the the handcuffs, you know, try to loosen any nuts or bolts. Like I'm not I'm not gonna make an obvious show of it, but I will be trying to get free the whole time and trying yeah. to play it off like I'm completely bored. Totally. So yeah, as you've been messing with it, the the handcuffs are um, are sadly pretty pretty solid, pretty secure. You might if, if if with enough time, you might be able to figure something out. But short term efforts are rather depressing. Now, um, as time as uh, as the hours have passed, um, uh, Martin, you've you noticed something else in the passenger car that there see that uh, a lot of people. Uh, the, this just seems to be a sick car. People are are um, there's a lot of coughing and people just don't look super good. Um, and uh, it it mostly seems to be people who got on at the uh, at the last stop in despair. They just don't seem to be doing uh, doing terribly well. Is there any news uh, overheard conversations going on in the car about an existing plague or health issues in despair? Nope, no, there is not. Rumors during my time in Phoenix about uh, you know a labor in despair that has a health issue attached to it, coal mining or something. Well, there has been a lot of um, there there those are there is fairly typical uh, health issues for working in any of the working in the mines, working on the rails. Um, the Dixie Rails line is uh, is known for driving their people pretty hard because they're they're directly competing. With the, um, they are directly competing with the uh, Bayou Vermilion 
rail line further to the south, which has the advantage of, um, you know, is rumored to, uh, rather than having employees, they rail, they they lay trail with Walking Dead, which is a is a rumor that has yet to be fully validated, but it's a it's a it's a mentioned, it's a rumor to be a source of of Vermilion's. Uh, strategic advantage over the other rail lines that his workers never sleep but you know this you know that that's that's quite a far way south and uh, and you're not sure uh, that's a that's that's a slanderous rumor and he would never acknowledge it now uh, after a little while um, Jonah the conductor uh, comes out of his car and uh, is walking through and he stops to chat with you for a minute he's a portly fellow he's got a big belt buckle and his belly's hanging out hanging out over and he's uh kind of sitting you know kind of leaning against the wall as he comes out to talk with you and so uh we got a long haul ahead of us now and i'm just curious what your plan is with this fella because uh I, I ain't too keen on him doing his business here in the car i work here all day you know you know what i mean oh i know what you mean uh when nature calls, I will escort him to where he needs to go. All right, that sounds fair. <sighs> he uh, kind of shakes his head and heads on out, passes out through the uh, uh, passing out through the other car. As he's going out, <clears throat> you notice a little bit of a rattling cough in his in his lungs as he uh, heads out heads out through the other car. Uh, does his does his pass all the way down the train and. Uh, Jonah, uh, so Jonah, you notice um, as people keep kind of coming in and uh, are walking up to the glass to peek, peek through and, and, and uh, see your prisoner, um, you've noticed that there's been one person who, who, took, who has never actually come up for a view but seems to have strategically placed themselves to uh, be able to, to glance in. And it's a, it's a, it's a woman dressed in full... Full cow cowgirl wear, and uh, you probably wouldn't have noticed because she's never she's been really uh, cautious about it. But uh, your your experience kind of predicting behavior, you you notice that she seems to be watching a little more closely than uh, than than anyone else with just sort of a casual interest in whatever's going on. She just kind of she's got a newspaper and uh, just periodically glances over. Um, and uh, so this is this has been going on for uh, for a, a while now. So, Jonah, how are you killing the time for this long, long drive? Um, well, let's see. I probably would have picked up a couple newspapers, uh, maybe some of the yellow press in the last city we were in, but probably read through those and got bored after a few hours. Okay, there's a there is an excellent. You actually picked up something that was. Um, in despair, which was really uh, uh, kind of an unusual grab, and it came from. It's actually come all the way. It's actually come all the way from uh, from Tombstone, and it's an article called, or not an article. Sorry, a it's a newspaper called the Epitaph, and uh, this is a paper that's produ that's printed in in uh, in Tombstone is and uh, seems to specialize in in all kinds of weird. Um, uh, weird stories that you, you, back east, you guys, you guys talk about some of this stuff, but it, it's all pretty much um, just considered uh, the way, the same way we would consider. Um, oh my gosh, what are those? 
totally drawing a blank. Those magazines at the uh, at the store, the or, yeah. this is this is your equivalent of a ta- of of a tabloid, where but instead of you know um, end of the world um, predictions and stuff, it's talking about ghost stories and monster sightings and conspiracy theories and all sorts of nonsense. But it's it's uh, it's the most interesting newspaper and most uh, entertaining newspaper you've had in a long, long while. So uh, normally uh, these don't make it um, all the way up to uh, to despair. Normally they stick around Tombstone, but you got a, the, this guy got a good shipment in of the last month and he's selling through them and you were able to pick it up to keep you uh, keep yourself entertained for a while. So the epitaph is your your material. If I see that that's in there, I would ask for it. Or, like, once he's done with it, then I would ask for it to try to get uh, a chance to read it. Mostly, I just want him to kind of come close enough to me. I'm trying to figure out where the keys are, maybe to the cuff, or just, you know, figure out what my options are if, that, if it comes up later. Let, yeah, let's go ahead, and, uh, go ahead and go uh, ahead and – so, so um, Michael, so uh, he, at some point he finishes uh, – whether he's done or not, he puts down the paper for a moment. And uh, let's go ahead and actually uh, move into the scene. Okay. You mind throwing that over here? That's my terrible. Is <laughs> that like a southern bell there? I'm gonna work on that. <laughs> well, we are all clear. We are we are solidly uh, in Confederate. Uh, well, we're in con- solid Confederate territory here, so that's okay. Horrible <laughs> southern accents are totally appropriate. Jonah at this point would be maybe sitting on a stool, kick back a little bit, his boots up on a crate or something. Look over, cock his eyebrow. Why the hell you want that? I got nothing else to do. Eh, good point. Uh, I will fold it in half and just toss it in his direction. All right, so if I'm handcuffed like around a pipe, how much wiggle room do I have? Am I able to, to hold it where I can see? I would say these would be, I guess I could say normal handcuffs, so there's like maybe six inches of chain on them. So if you're around the pipe... Yeah, yeah so it's difficult, but uh, you can probably wrangle and fold it up into something that you can kind of at least read for a little bit, but it'll... Uh... All right, I want to make a, a, a show of it being more difficult than it is, like moving sort of trying one way around the pipe and then trying the other, maybe even drop it, because I want him to come closer to me. I'm not going to try anything right now, but again, I want to see, are the handcuff keys accessible? Does he have a gun on him? Just again, trying to set up maybe for a later an avenue of escape. I'm really not interested in the paper. I'm just interested in trying to get him closer to me. So, uh, Jonah, where does Jonah have the keys store- stowed? Let's say waistcoat pocket uh, attached to the chain of a pocket watch. Have oh, I noticed? Wait. Have I noticed the cowgirl a couple seats out? No, actually, you have not. She's at an angle where uh, it's pretty difficult for you to uh, for you to see her terribly, eff- uh, very effectively, and she hasn't made a show of it. Um, so, uh, let's actually get a, let's get a little recap of when, um, when Jonah came to, when he captured Kane. how did the, how did that go down, guys? Well, I'm imagining, again, because I am an accomplished gunfighter, that there's a good chance I would have been faster than Jonah, so my thought is I was probably either drunk or more likely with a, with a lady of the saloon, you know, gun belt hanging off of a chair, he busts in, and he's just got me in a situation where I can't, I can't react. So I'm just waiting for my opportunity <laughs> at this point. So uh, that makes sense with your, uh, with with him knowing you would do that and uh, catching you at the right time. Yep. 
So uh, again, he exactly he knew I would if he waited long enough, I would get myself in a bad position. Excellent. Okay. All right. So um, Martin, how is Martin uh, passing his time on the train? Probably reciting bio passages to myself, reading. Um, of course, the only written word that I've learned to read is is Latin, so that I could read the Bible in the original. So I may be reading Bible passages to myself, or otherwise humming native chants. So the uh, the the there's a uh, kind of a mature uh, a, a mature woman sitting next to you in a in a nice uh, gingham gingham dress, uh, and she notices that you're reading your Bible, and after uh, she she's kind of looking and you know glancing, and after a while she finally kind of leans over and says, I- "I'm sorry, but is are you is that a Bible you're reading, dear?" Yes, ma'am, it is. Well, I'll be a Christian engine. You know, ma'am, it's my belief that once you can believe in the Holy Trinity, you can believe in a multiplicity of gods and goddesses and powered beings all being wrapped up into the same true entity. At this point, her face changes, her head kind of cocks, cocks to the side, and you've clearly lost her. She goes, well, isn't that nice? And she goes back to her needlepoint. <laughs> um, just a quick question. Yeah. Both Martin and this lady we've noticed, uh, they are in the car immediately adjacent to where Kane and I are, yes? That's correct. What would be their general orientation in that car? Like, how far down the car are they? Where are they sitting? She is sitting several rows away from the door, and uh, she's carefully positioned so that so that she can... With a with an occasional glance, she can just see um, the probably the top of Kane's head where he's sitting on the ground, uh, but the, he probably can't see her very effectively. And so, but she's not sitting right by right by the door. She's a couple rows away. So she is sitting facing the door, so I can see her through the glass. Yes. Okay. And then, where is Martin sitting? Martin, where are you sitting? Probably sitting uh, one seat down from uh, her, if she is the middle-aged woman who talked to me. No, no, she is not. The, sorry, sorry, different woman. So we've got the uh, the 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 people we've kind of referred to. So there's the elderly woman that you just spoke to, who's sitting there in a gingham dress with needlepoint, and then there, and she's right next to you, wherever you wherever you're sitting, <laughs> Martin. And then there's this other uh, cowgirl who's uh, that uh, that uh, Jonah is noticing right now. I'm uh, probably about two-thirds up toward the front of the train. All the quicker access to be the first to jump off and move on to wherever I happen to be freebooting to next. Okay. So, Joan, is there anything, is there, uh, were you you wanting to, was there somewhere you were going or you just wanted to know where she was? A little bit of both. Okay. Um, Is uh, the the lady, you said she was dressed like a cowgirl, so boots and dungarees, not like a fancy lady. Correct. Yeah. No. She's in. She's in jeans and and uh, kind of a country blouse. But uh, she's got a hat. Um. She she looks uh like someone like her face has that slight that weathered look of someone who's who's out on the trail a lot that kind of thing. Is she reading anything? Is she doing anything? Um. She has a. Uh, she does have a. Uh, a book that she seems to. Uh, that she seems to be reading, um, actually le- legitimately reading. You notice, like she actually turns pages pretty regularly, um, and uh, but she's and she's only occasionally, you know, every every so often glancing 
over the car. She doesn't seem to be concerned about it. She's not like um, looking even every couple minutes. It's like every ten minutes you notice you notice uh, that she's glancing. Um, the main, if anything, the bigger the bigger tip off to you is the fact that she keeps glancing but has never come to the door. Whereas almost every other person in the last like six hours has. That's probably the the, the biggest thing that caught your attention is the fact that for some that she's never actually come to the glass to look. I'm gonna let it go for now. So uh, I'm gonna look up at Jonah. Um, so I'll let Jonah know that uh, I need to take that trip to the bathroom uh, and use that paper, the epitaph for basically all it's really good for. And uh, <laughs> I want to see if you'll uncuff me and, and walk me to the back of the train. Um, and then as we're walking by, I want to try to make contact, eye contact with this lady and. Just sort of like, you know, just kind of give her the wink and the smile as we walk by. You have not noticed this lady at all yet, uh, okay. Kane. So, yeah, she she's she's done a good job of making it so you really can't see her um, without – and you have no – and she's been – she's managed to avoid doing anything that you would notice. So you are currently unaware of her. Okay. Well, so Jonah is. You are not. Even if I don't pre-plan that, like if we do start to walk out and then I see her, I'll still do the same thing. Okay, that's fair. It'll be, it'll be the wink and the smile and the you know tip of the hat to her. Mm-hmm. I will uh, undo the cuffs, get you out from around the pole, and then I will... Are you right or left-handed? We'll go left. It's more interesting. Then I will cuff you left hand to my left hand, which is totally awkward, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, escort you through that cabin to the uh, whatever passes for the restroom. Porter, you're muted. Thank you. Alright, so um, as you guys pass through, there's always uh, that spa- that dead space in between cars where you're, you're open-aired um, and so you walk from door to door uh, going from one car to the next and so as you go from the uh, conductor car into the, the passenger car, uh, as you come walking by, you, you notice... Um, it is uh, it is actually a nice um, late afternoon evening. We're in that part time of year when the days are nice and long. So uh, the the sun is kind of pa- is uh, is starting to get towards the further end, but you got plenty of light coming in through the windows. Um, so uh, Kane, as you're being escorted, you uh, you see a fairly uh, athletic looking cow woman reading a uh, a leather bound book uh, a couple rows away. Um, and is uh, uh, in addition to uh, noticing that the eyes of every person in this passenger car are now totally stacked on you, and uh, as they should be, as they should. <laughs> and uh, as you as you walk down the train, you notice also this um, unusual native fellow, um, the the only one uh, that you've seen on that you've seen on the train, and uh, but. Uh, Jonah keeps you moving, um, and on your guys, as you guys are coming, um, as you guys are passing, the conductor see, is making his way back, so he kind of meets you in the, not quite the middle, but, you know, about a quarter, three quarters of the way through the car, uh, and he, he kind of s- uh, stands sideways so you guys can squeeze by, and uh, he he nods to uh, to you, Jonah, and says, you know where you're going? Of course I do. You need any backup? Uh, why don't you just play to your strength and drive the train? He, he nods. All right, see you on the other side. And he he lets you pass on by and 
it's kind of a bit of a squeeze past his big belly, and then he uh, he heads back to the conductor train or to the conductor car. I'll say yes. I, I said I'll uh, I'll rub my stomach with my right hand and say, speaking of backing up, we need to hurry this up. <laughs> All right. Um, I am envisioning. I'm not this. above poop jokes. Uh, oh, good. Um, I'm envisioning this as basically you. I'm making you march in front of me. Um, your left hand, since that's the one that I have your cuff on, is just behind you, and then it's cuffed to my left wrist, and I'm just pushing you in front of me. So when uh, when you say that, Jonah will uh, kick you in the shins a little bit and, and just shove you forward. I'll kind of do that scoff like, you know, it's not my fault, and then I'll keep going. All right, so as you guys get past, uh, get out of this car, you pass through the door, you're kind of out in the free air for just a second, you pass into the next car, and you're in kind of a utility car where uh, there is a um, there is a really gross outhouse, and this thing is a little car on its own um, uh, with some other utility stuff, and then there's another passenger car on the other side, so uh, here's where you guys can uh, do your business together. Ew. So, yeah. So, so I'll kind of look at him and be like, listen, I'm not jumping off the train. I would really prefer not to have you in there with me. Would you mind just letting me do my business? Uh, is there something I can cuff him to? Yeah, Could sure. There's, there's something in the – we'll say there's a, a little handle or rail or something inside, the, inside there that you could, you could attach him to. Okay, so I will check to make sure it's sturdy, grab it. You know, give it a quick shake, make sure it's not yeah. going to get ripped off easily, and then slap his cuff onto it. Okay. And uh, excuse myself. <laughs> and there's a night you you can easily kind of just step away and let him let you know hang out in the car if you want to or however you want to want to uh, handle that. Yeah, I'll be like a pace away from the door. Yeah. Martin, is there anything you want? Is there anything you want to do while this is uh, while this is happening? No, I'm I'm. I'm probably uh, tired of reading the same passages I've read a hundred times over, and so I'm going to draw my focus onto those uh, other folks in the car. I assume now that I'm less of a novelty to them, they're now free to be a novelty to me. Let my eyes wander from person to person and assess them without uh, that awkward moment of mutual eye contact. Okay. So um, as you're kind of glancing around, uh, you see a wide range of kind of typical Western folks, hardy, you know, rough around the edges, um, dusty. You notice, uh, you notice a woman um, sitting over uh, uh, several seats away from the door, um, reading a book. And and what catches your attention is as she's flipping the pages of her book, you catch a glance of a page. So uh, you notice that she, uh, you you notice when she's flipping the pages of her book. Um, it's a it's a leather bound journal type uh, notebook of sorts uh, you notice a uh, a symbol and it's 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 hard it's just something you catch out of the a glance it's just enough to kind of be like what was that that looks like some sort of some sort of arcane um, mystical uh, ri- you know ritual symbol of some kind you no- nothing you recognize but just enough to be like whoa that was out of place on a on a train like this now there are people Symbols in this... Symbols of the mystic and arcane, they're extraordinarily intriguing to me. That's... Yeah, exactly. And now there are, you know, out here in the weird west, there are, you know, there are hucksters, there are, there are wise men, there are medicine men, there's all kinds of stuff, 
but they're definitely not commonplace. Um, she doesn't seem to. She's not doing anything weird. She's just kind of sitting there. But that that definitely. Well, and, 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 and it doesn't sound like she's wearing a, a uniform or iconography or any stereotypical costuming that belongs to a huckster or a, you know a hexter or nope. any of those sorts of archetypes. Exactly. So, she's, so either she's like intentionally pretty... trying to blend in, or she's something new and unique. Exactly. Hmm. Um, now, while you're noticing that, as you're as you're glancing around and kind of taking in, you're you're in you're in noticing things mode, looking at each of the people in the car. As you look out the as you look out the window for a moment, you um you you notice something that uh is a little more. That 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 uh, actually kind of gets your attention. It, you notice that um, you over over a nearby hill, you see a uh, what you're pretty sure is an Apache scout um, positioned on a hill. And what's mo what's important is you see him giving a signal to someone else who you can't see, but you you see him giving a signal that you are very familiar with. As move in, a raiding party symbol. Uh huh. Okay. I uh, let's see. Unless you're going to invoke my quick to run, then I'm going to uh, jump from my seat and walk forward, following the conductor's path as I saw him go okay. toward the head of the train to yep. alert him of the situation. So the conductor is back in his car. Um. So as you uh, you walk up to the glass to, to the door. You you pass through. So you're now in. You you uh, you walk through the open space. You find yourself in the conductor car, the same place where uh, Jonah and Kane were earl, earl, a little bit ago. The conductor is. Um, there's this little kind of open area where the conductor can kind of hang out and stuff. But then beyond that is the conductor's little his actual operation room, um, with all of his controls. Um, and he's over there in the room, and you notice at the moment he's he's coughing and hacking a bit, and uh, then he turns in, uh, uh, in response to you opening the door. Hey, <laughs> you, you're not supposed to be in here. Go, let, let I, I, I get on out. With one graceful motion, and I say, Apache Raiders, to the left. He stops. <clears throat> what? 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 Raiders. There are Apache he, Raiders. That he heads out and looks to a window. I don't see nothing. He's 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 scanning the horizon. Trust me, you know one when you are one. They're coming. He looks at you for a moment. All right. Damn. He uh he he's he looks at you for a moment, jerks with a thumb for you to follow him and starts tromping through the car. Okay. As you guys go tromping through, you pass through the uh the the passenger car and Everyone's kind of noticing, like, why is he moving with such purpose? This is strange. Um, and get to uh, you pass through the uh, the next utility car where the uh, uh, where you see uh, Jonah um, standing against, leaning against the wall, waiting for Kane to finish his business. Um, so Jonah, you see the conductor burst into your utility room with this uh, native in tow. He's got a really concerned look on his face. He comes up and he goes, "Listen, partner, I, I th this fella here says he's seeing some trouble coming our way. We may be getting an attack from from some from some uh, Apache raiders. You uh, you you ready for some action? Sure. Let's. He, he he's like he looks around. He's like, your fella in there. He motions to the uh, to the outhouse. Yep. I'll uh, actually lean over and kick the door. Still in there, Kane? 
occupied. <laughs> so, so the whole time I'm in there, I want to do the typical thing where I'm looking through the cracks and I'm testing my chain. I'm looking around, you know, for a splinter or something I can try to pick the lock with. I'm not going to like rip it out of the wall, but I'm going to see if I have any options. Okay, um, you're able to pull a nail from one of the boards. So Perfect. not immediately useful, but something you can definitely hold up for. Um, at this point, you hear a banging in the voice of the conductor. Listen, listen, buddy, you you better hurry up because we got to get you back. We got some we got some issues on our on our hands, and I got I need you, I need you where you're gonna stay. Can I back up for something real fast? Sure. All right, all right. one more minute. When Jonah noticed Scott's character. Jonah has made the assumption or noticed something that he would think he is a holy man. Considering the ginormous cross on his chest, sure. Uh, not not necessarily a, you know, someone who is very religious. He does not have the the standard garb of a holy Christian or Catholic minister or uh, any any of those sorts of things. Okay. But I, I can definitely, I could have definitely told that you were a man of the faith, whatever faith that may have been. Correct. Um, and this was just kind of background knowledge. Would a train like this normally just be carrying passengers? Would it also be carrying any freight, anything that might potentially be valuable? It, it probably does. It's rare for there to be a pure passenger train these days. There's too much, uh, trains are too vital to the, to the economy. Um, for them to be pure passenger, there's there's definitely one or two cargo trains in addition to one or two passenger trains. So yeah, there's definitely cargo on board for sure. Would there have been any soldiers or guards on this train? Um, there's usually a few, yes. When we were boarding the train, did we happen to see which part of the train those soldiers or guards were in toward the front um, or the back? Yeah, they're actually towards the other side. So at this point, um, the, the conductor's talking to you, Joni. He goes, I got to... Listen, I got I got a few guards on this train standard, but there's only a few, and I don't know how big of a problem we may have. So you just you just be ready to use that rifle, all right? Jonah nods slowly, kind of cocks his eyebrow. Holy man, you notice the Apache? Uh, yes, sir. Got some good eyes. Let me go find those guards. Captain's uh, conductor telling us about. Go round them up. I'll get Kane back up front. Got it. I'm I'm finished. <laughs> Coming out! <laughs> all right, the conductor looks at you and goes, all right. He, he looks to you and the uh, to, at Martin and says, all right, you, come with me. And then to, to Jonah says, I'll meet you back up front in a few. Wait, uh, uh, the conductor knows that, that um, Caleb, uh, correct, just uh, asked me to go to the back of the train and round up the soldiers. Correct, yes. So he's saying, you you two go do that. You you oh, and yeah. him go round up oh, soldiers. Oh, go with me. Excellent. Yeah, exactly. All right, everyone, uh, let's take just a minute here. So just because I want to say this, because I think it'll be funny, is I want um, Kane to have come out of the bathroom just before Martin left, because I kind of want to lick him up and down and go, Shalom, and then kind of turn and walk away. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, Michael, when Kane's done, I'm guessing you just like maybe kick the door open. I can, uh, Jonah can come in and unlock you the cuff then? Yeah. I, I've secreted that nail away somewhere where I'm pretty comfortable you're not going to find it. Very good. We don't have to get descriptive. Yes, we do. I want to know what orifice <laughs> it's in. I'm joking. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. 
on my way back with the conductor, I'm also going to keep my eyes peeled for anyone who looks like they'd be competent in some sort of uh, roustabout and uh, you know, maybe gesture at the conductor in reference to them, too. I don't want to let everyone in the car know and cause a panic, but uh, if, if there are some few and far between mercenary-looking rough-and-tumble types, they'd be good to recruit. In the next passenger car, you totally notice... You totally find one or two fellas who look like they can care, they can handle themselves, and uh, the conductor is not shy about tapping them on the shoulder and asking them to come with you to, to and pulls them into the next car for a uh, for a bit of a chat. Uh, so as you're as you're walking, uh, Mar- Martin, um, as you're walking, Martin, you uh, you actually do notice another. For a fleeting moment, you notice another uh, Apache runner on a on a horse moving uh, moving alongside the train and then disappearing behind uh, behind a, a, a sight line. But um, you're you're feeling pretty good about your hunch at this point that something's something's about to go down. So Kane and Jonah get back to the uh, get back to the car. Martin and the uh, crew get get wrangled. So. Uh, Jonah, you're able to get Kane reattached to his pipe, and you're you're settled there. So, um, and at this point, you actually um, notice a similar sight that Martin just noticed of a uh, of an Apache uh, of an Apache rider heading alongside the train as well, I want to look and then disappearing from sight. Uh, out of the passenger car we just walked through, has mm-hmm. anyone reacted negatively? Other than people seem kind of a little like. Like what's going on? Like there's an awful lot of serious looking walking back and forth happening. What about the uh, mysterious cowgirl? How's she acting at this point? Uh, go ahead and make a uh, the, let, the let's make this a social detection, uh, so or a social discovery check at this point. So um, using your social ability and uh, whatever, uh, probably a careful approach or clever approach. Yeah, I'll do a clever social. Clever social? Okay, so that would be uh, for Jonah. So you've got a plus two in clever, a plus one in social. So let's do four fate dice plus three. Um, and... Total two. Okay, good. So you notice that she seems to be deliberately not paying attention and trying to avoid being noticed. At this point, I have Kane back uh, handcuffed around the the pipe. At this point, right? Yeah. If I had overheard enough about what's going on the whole way back, I'd be telling him, "You're going to need me in a fight. I'm worth more. I'm worth more alive than dead, and keeping me to this pipe is a bad decision." Pretty good argument. Kane, if it comes down to it, and you need your iron, you'll have it. But for now, I want you where you are. Yeah, but you might be dead before that time comes, and then I'm hosed. Well, can we can we come to some sort of gentleman's agreement that you let me have my irons and once this is said and done, I'll peacefully get reattached to your pipe here? God, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one wasn't on purpose. Hey-o. Hmm. And uh, I'll actually, one, um, you know, I kind of I don't necessarily want to invoke it against another player, but the whole I'm worth more alive than dead, and I'm a gunfighter. I'm probably worth anybody else or two two other people on this train. It's a it's a pretty strong argument. Very strong argument. Because trains you know, move in probably. Jonah certainly left. does not want your and you you've you've made an awful big investment to hunt this dude down. True, I did come all the way out west. 
Oh, yeah. You've made a big investment to just get shot in the back right here in this train car. <laughs> hey, 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 you're not there. Um, now I will, uh, I will, may, I will, uh, the gentleman's grin, I will promise him that if he gives me my guns, if we survive, I will let him recapture me. Because I'm going to escape later, but I don't tell him that anyways. That assumes that he thinks you're a gentleman. He saw what you were doing in that uh, house of ill repute. <laughs> she... But I... I do know something about Kane's background of being more of a schemer than a shooter. Your choice. Your choice. (sighs) Yeah. All right. Let's shake on it. Okay. All right. So at this point, um, the uh, Martin and so so you're you're gonna you're gonna unchain him and give him his guns. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I'll do that typical thing where I rub my wrists. And then settle my gun belt on my hip and make sure they're all right. Maybe draw the guns a couple times and spin them and be all cool and flashy. <laughs> Put my hat on. Very good. Um, so Martin, at this point, you and uh, you and the uh, conductor have made it down to the other uh, the other car. You were able to grab a few. There's like three guards in addition to like two. Rough, rough and tough fellows that you found. So you've got a little squad, and uh, they. Uh, so you've got them. You've got them gathered, and he 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 uh, brings you back to the utility car, and um, or actually, you guys are down on the other end, and he looks at you, and he's like, "Listen, fella, I don't want to create a whole. I don't want to create a whole stir, uh, if if and nothing happens. So I don't. Do you want to go grab? Do you want to go grab that Jonah fella from the other end and have him meet us back here?" Sure, but uh, shouldn't we be protecting, you know, if, if if we need to be guarding something, shouldn't we be guarding the engine so that the uh, natives can't stop the train? Oh, hell. Damn, you're right. <laughs> Hate to tell you how to do your job, but... Uh... <laughs> well, I never dealt with this before. Gosh. Um. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. All right, gentlemen, listen, two of you, you stay down here. Y'all, y'all come with and uh, so to, to he the two that are remaining behind, I, I say they they may wait until we're in a, a box canyon or a tight formation of rocks. Uh, be careful and on the lookout above you. Um, uh, be sure to take cover during the early bit. If if they assume no one's in the back car, they won't necessarily target you right away. And then you'll have uh, several a, a good time for several pot shots. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you here. I think you need to retell that using some sort of description of a fox in a hole or something like that. <laughs> Well, you know the old adage of, of the turtle and the rabbit. You know that the the turtle uses his shell for protection, and I suggest you do the same thing with the car back here. Whereas the rabbit has no protection. Don't be the rabbit. Be the they, turtle. They look at each other like, "What the hell?" And shrug. Sure, I guess that makes sense. All right. Uh, so you and the conductor um, head back towards the uh, the other end. He uh, uh, he gets to the uh, he gets to the utility car where the outhouse was, and uh, he looks at you and one of the other guys is like, um, how about we put the two of you over here, and then me and this other fella here will head back to the other side and and, uh, ch- and uh, station up over there. You, you, you cover this middle. Sounds good. He, uh, he nods, much obliged, and he, uh, he waddles his way through the door, and one, other, one of the other mercenary <clears throat> or guards. Uh, we got the two mercenaries down on the other end. Uh, you're there with one of the guards, and he takes another guard with him to to the uh, to the front. 
uh, to the or sorry to the conductor side. So um, so Jonah, you see the uh, the conductor followed by a guard coming back through uh, through the cart. Uh, comes up to the uh, glass door, wrap uh, wraps on the wraps on the door, and no, his eyes kind of go wide when he notices that Kane is is unchained and armed, and he opens the door, pokes his head in. So uh, what you doing? Just trying to get as many good gun hands available as we can. Well, I, I've got an eye on him. Don't worry. I guess that, I guess that's fair. How about uh, how about I stick the two of you? Well, I think the two of us are gonna stay right here, where all right. uh, the most valuable car is gonna be. All right. I guess that, I guess that makes sense. He uh, he uh, uh, sets he he points at the guard and says, "How you go guard that door down there? I'm gonna go stick in my engine room." We're gonna keep this train going. So uh, the guard goes down and goes down for a, at station. Um, the conductor goes into his conductor room, and uh, as, as he goes in there, you notice that he's he's hacking bad. Um, Scott uh, Martin notices uh, down with your guard that uh, that your guard uh, is uh, is is coughing pretty bad too, actually, um, looking a little pale. Say, friend, where did you get on the train? Oh, I, I, well, I got on at despair. You had this cough long? Nah, I started, I started yesterday, I think. Yesterday? Where you work? Just with the train company? Yeah, I've been stationed in despair for about a week. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. What, and uh, I swapped out with another soldier uh, back in back in despair. Sorry, what was your question there? I think we over we talked over each other. I I said, uh, do, do you do you have many friends here who got this cough too? Is it going around? Well, I, I don't. Maybe I don't know. I don't, didn't really didn't really know. It's just one of them things that happens out west. Hmm. Well, you know the adage of the the weeping willow and the fox. The fox may run around the willow, but the willow stays steady. You stay steady. Sounds good. Has no idea what you just meant. I'll also uh, pack him some. I'll, I'll pass him a little bit of. Uh, Sort of a ginger root that I carry in my pouch that, um, you know, maybe causes you to salivate, soothes the throat a little bit. Uh huh. Um, I say it's for chewing, not for swallowing. At that moment, you hear a thump on the top of your uh, on the top of your car, and uh, you hear you you uh, you realize that in the course of your chat, you guys just passed between uh, some some high rocks, and uh, you're pretty sure you've got some foots. Some some footsteps happening on top of your your car now. Um, all right, I'm gonna try and follow the sound of the footsteps with my rifle to see if they drop down between the cars on either side of the car that we're under. Okay, so you uh, you're following. You can definitely hear them. Um, they're they're moving. They're they're moving cautiously, not trying to not doesn't seem like they're trying to stay quiet, but trying to just keep keep steady. Um, they might even be crawling. It's hard to tell, but. Uh, you're you're able to follow the sound, and sure enough, um, uh, two Apache warriors drop down on the uh, onto the space in between the cars, onto the plat the 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 standing ground, and see you, and uh, he immediately kicks in the door, um, and we are and we are we are in we are in combat. What is your um, your quick uh, your um, Quick and combative. Combative zero, quick is one. Total okay. one. Alright. So this guy is gonna uh, he's gonna ha- he's gonna go first. So he comes in with a uh, 
with a double uh, with a, a, a an axe and an axe and a big Bowie knife in 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 each hand. Um, kicks in the door and uh, comes in and uh, comes in yelling. Um, and uh, so there's two there's two of you and there's two of them. Um, and as they come moving into the room, the first one takes a swipe at the at the guard, and the other one takes a uh, takes a swipe at you. So go ahead. Um, we're gonna make an opposed uh, combat roll. So this guy is making an attack at you within a with a two. So for you, you uh, how how you defend against his? Uh, are you are you blocking? Are you dodging? I'm I'm quick. I'm I'm. Moving my body out of the way of the impending blade. <laughs> so that would be quick athletic. Quick athletic. That's a plus two. I roll a three total. Okay, so you are able to uh, you're able to agilely dodge out of the way um, as he is uh, is swiping in and uh, avoid the the uh, Bowie knife in the belly. <laughs> uh, and uh, so now it is uh, it is your turn. Well, uh, did my compatriot make it? He is. He is. He he uh, blocked it on the uh, on the butt of his rifle. All right. Well, I have my rifle out. It seems a shame to to you know kill a friendly, but this is this is do or die, and uh, I'm not quite gonna run yet. I haven't been cut yet, so I'll I'll go ahead and uh, try and take a shot into this Apache's uh, belly. All right. So you got a close range, uh, close range shot there. Um, Seems like it's pretty pretty close and uh, close and and uh, and fierce for uh, for careful. What what what? How are how are you doing this? I assume also quick. I mean, okay. uh, I was expecting there to be a little bit more time to line up a shot while they were in the uh, in between the cars and they just burst in and surprised us. I am I am quick combatively trying to uh, take a belly shot at him. Go for it. All right, that's a plus one for me. Total of one. And uh, at this. Uh, at this range, he is totally in a situation of just trying to dodge the heck out of the way. And uh, so you take your shot, and he <clears throat> he uh, he gets the higher defense roll here. So he he uh, dives and crashes into the side wall of the of the uh, car. Your shot goes right through the door and uh, busts out the glass window, and glass shatters on the ground. Uh, so I'm gonna we're gonna add a situation aspect here of uh, glass on the ground. That can be that can be used. So now, uh, forwarding to our our gentleman in the other car, you uh, similarly see uh, a couple of uh, see several warriors um, drop in between the uh, the cars uh, down at the other end of the passenger car, and the guard that got moved down on that end gets quickly. He actually goes down really fast with an axe in the right down the middle of his forehead, and the warriors stream into the passenger car, and uh, you see them start uh, start slaughtering folks that are near the door of the car. Whoa. So the scene is getting bad, and it's getting bad fast. All right. Well, I would uh, draw and fire as soon as I saw someone that needs a bullet in, bullet in their face. So from your car, you guys are in the are in the conductor car. Um, you really can't. Uh, you've got you've got several panes of glass in between you and the uh, you and the other car, um, and a fairly narrow range of firing. So uh, it's a fairly. So are you guys shooting through the glass from where you are? When across Jonas all the intervening sees, area. Um, when Jonah sees the uh, 
the Apaches drop in and start killing people. Yep. His his first move would be to basically kick open both doors to give Kane a clear line of fire. Okay. Like basically kick open both doors and drop to his knee. Okay. Sounds good. So Kane, you have a you still have a fairly narrow range, um, and there's an awful lot going on. But you have a clean. You do have a have a a line to one of the guys. Okay, I will go ahead and take my first shot uh, again at the first opportunity that I have. Um, I'll go ahead and use my fate point to invoke my stunt. So I'm actually at a plus seven. So I'll roll a plus six, and we got to add one more to that, unless there's any negatives because of the narrow firing range. Sorry. So so which uh, which stunt? What are which stunt are you talking about? Um, because I'm faster than the other guy, I get a plus four to quick combat on, on my first action in each fight. Oh so yes, and that so does not that does not require a fate point. Okay. Then I will go ahead and fire. For some reason, it's not. There we go. And what, so which, a, what is a your quick, combo? Um, I'm using quick combat, okay. which normally would be a three, but I get plus four on top of that. So okay. I, I actually rolled an eight for this first attack. So All right. So that is, a, that is a that uh, is a that is. Let's just see how well this dude. Defense. Yeah, he doesn't. Def- you you get a phenomenal <laughs> shot. So as as these guys are um, are uh, uh, just cutting loose in the in the passenger car, you catch a dude right right in the head, and he just dr- you just pluck him off, and he drops. That's when I twirl the gun, reholster it, mm-hmm. and kind of look over at Jonah and kind of give him a smile. <laughs> Very good, very good. Okay, so cutting back to uh, to Martin. So you've got the uh, one of the warriors you just the warrior you just shot at. He uh, he just crashed against the wall. He lunges himself. Uh, he lunges himself back at you uh, with his uh, with his axe, sweeping at an over in a big overhand uh, cut and. Uh, but it's a fairly uh, fairly clumsy attack uh, coming in, and uh, you go if you can go ahead and make Again, an active. Again, I'm going to quick athletically try to uh, jump out of the way of his cut. All right, so both of you are uh, in the with the the shaking of the train are not doing ter- doing well. You tie, um, and so no no damage is done, but uh, he does get a boost. So he he comes swiping at you. You're dodging backwards. Um, and uh, you discover that you uh, you don't have a uh, you you find the 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 I've lost my footing. Uh, yeah, well, let's go with that. You've run out of you you've run out of room to jump, and so you're uh, you bump into a back wall or a, t- a counter. Let's say a countertop, and uh, you are thrown off, uh, thinking you had more space to maneuver. So he gets a boost on his that he gets to to use against you. Um, so it, but that is that is his turn. On the other side, you see the uh, other soldier. Um, he he gets a good. Uh, he's grappling with the uh, the other warrior, and the uh, he actually gets a shot close range at the at the warrior. And the but the warrior uh, manages to just uh, jab his uh, with his dying strength jabs his the, his knife into the the soldier's throat and they both fall to the ground bleeding out. Oh dear! 
Yeah, it's I assume it's my action? It is now your action, yes. All right. Um, I'm in a bad position. My back's up against this wall. I, I'm clearly outmatched by this well-hewn Apache warrior. <laughs> and I'm not going to win in a war of attrition. So I'd, I'd like to tip the tie to my side. I would, and please correct my understanding of the rules if they are wrong, I would like to use one of my fate points to okay. invoke the broken glass. Yes. My goal is to um, uh, take a moment to breathe and then carefully, athletically, push back into his body in such a way that um, I, I, he can lose his footing against the glass and hopefully fall out of the open door that they kicked in to uh, enter this car. And okay. uh, with any luck, not just fall over, but uh, tumble out of the moving train. If he happens to just fall over, that's just fine too, but the, that's the okay. goal. So there's two ways you could do this. So you could do a... Um a create advantage to get him shoved out the other, uh, shoved out the door on the gla using the glass as kind of your justification, or you, uh, but to actually get him out, uh, go tum you know, tumbling out the side for, uh, the that's going to be an overcome action. If you want to skip the create advantage, um, to build an invoke on the glass, um, then use the fate point. Otherwise, if you just want to focus on creating an, uh, you know, creating an invoke for yourself on the glass, you can do it without spending a fate point, but it'll take till next turn, um, and there might be a chance that he can um, negate your advantage right. that you create. Right now, the uh, fate points mean less to me than my skin, which is in mortal peril. I choose <laughs> to spend the fate point. Spend the fate point. Okay, so let's go with a with the uh, the the careful athletic overcome roll. Um, you're using a fate point, um, so you can. Uh, I, you can also wait till after you roll the dice to see if the fate point is necessary. The glass on the ground creates the justification for what you're describing. Hmm. Okay. And so, what would the fate point uh, contribute to this? Uh, just a re-roll or a bonus of four? Was it re-roll or a plus two? Plus two. Whichever, right. whichever is net, whichever is appropriate. And mathematically, you're best with the plus two unless your roll is like a negative three or negative four. Hmm. All right. Well, let's uh, see some dice and we'll see how this goes. Ooh, that's a better oh. roll than I have been rolling. It's a four. Um, and so he will uh, resist. And so you succeed with two shifts of success. So you are able to uh, do the. <clears throat> you're able to do the overcome. So at this point, um, you are going to get him shoved out through the door. Um, and I am actually going to uh, invoke. I'm going to spend one of my own fate points for him to get a, uh, a final chance to uh, overcome your, your shove and have something to grab onto before he heads over the edge. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to do that. So, uh, contest of rolls? Yes, so do, do another, uh, care, another careful athletic. Mm -hmm. Okay, so cool. you tie. So at this point, the two of you, you have him out the, out the, uh, the train. He is hanging on to the rail. He is, he is like leaning out over the back and uh, is in dire peril of heading over the edge. There's no way he's going to be able to launch an attack on his next turn, um, and will simply. Uh, but he 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 will be trying to just get himself back on solid footing to basically we'll renew the contest. Yes, exactly. Excellent. Um, and so uh, on his turn, he will do just that. He's going to try and push his way back in, so if you can contest this, please. Uh, at this point, I'm going to say this is no longer, uh, uh, now that you've got him over the edge, this is no longer careful. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this needs to be uh, something forceful. more aggressive. It could either be forceful, I think you could manage quick or clever, but careful has to be done slow and, and uh, with attention to detail. This yes. is not that situation. So he is coming back with a one. So okay. um, how are you going to uh, handle your wrestling on the pipe, right. on the rail? Knowing that uh, he's he's a well-hewn Apache warrior who probably has better <laughs> upper body strength than I do, I am going to try to use the... Um, the, the Tai Chi that was taught to me by my lovely railroad workers. Yes! And uh, roll against his weight uh-huh. quickly. So this okay. would be, uh, or sneakily if you would prefer, but I, I, I assume think, I like sneaky. Quick... Let's go with sneaky athletic. Alright, All right. then I, I will try to sneaky athletic, use his pushing against the rail to push him over to the other side of the rail. Awesome. That would be a plus two if I'm reading my skills correctly. All right, so you overcome and uh, you 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 beat him, and uh, he uh, his weight goes completely the other way than he was expecting, and uh, he goes flying off uh, the train off to the side of the rail, not underneath the train, but you see him go rolling along the dirt um, along the side of the train, and he is no longer a concern in this in this uh, in this battle. Excellent. However, um, let's cut scene. So. Back to the other group. So Kane and uh, Kane and Jonah, you have uh, several Apache that are still in the car attacking the uh, uh, attacking the uh, the passengers. They uh, with that shot you just took. That was the first gunshot you've seen in this fight, and uh, they they take notice of you. And the um, one of them uh, who's got uh, has a uh, knife in one hand. Pulls up, uh, uh, levels a pistol at you, Kane, and takes a, takes a uh, shot. You so if uh, you have a uh, a three, what is the level of three? Not good. I think it's good. You have a good shot coming at you. Um, how are you getting out of the way, Kane? Okay, I said uh, it's that moment where I had that kind of smirk on my face. I was all happy with my massive shot, and then as I see this guy coming at me and shoot me, my my face sort of like I, I lose. The- uh, but I will try to. I would like to use a fate point and uh, invoke that. Yeah, that 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 uh, zero was pretty. Uh, that was pretty I'm, depressing. Uh, so you're going to use a fate yeah, point. Yeah, uh, uh, Just to re-roll the whole thing. Do you want to re-roll or do you want? Uh, so he has a. Yeah, so he has a three. So, so if you re-roll, you yeah, a, a plus two isn't gonna give you the victory you're looking for. So a re-roll probably does right. make sense here. Um, and you can use it off of your um, quicker than the other guy or faster than the other guy. Okay. So as I see the shot coming, I'm gonna try to quickly duck out of the way. Uh, still didn't quite do it. Okay. So Criminal. you so you take one. That's that's not too bad though. You're able to get out of the way and you get um. You're actually able to generally avoid the shot, but you uh, you crash into the wall violently um, as you threw yourself out of the way, and you take one point of stress. Um, Got so it. Re- just to recap, everyone, everyone has three points of stress, okay, and that is blended between physical and mental. So uh, for any conflict, um, you're using the same stress pool. Now, okay. it was my understanding that we had six points of stress. Allocated in a block of one, a block of two, and a block of three. That is, is that, not correct? that is no, that is correct. So yeah, your yeah. your your 
so he's checking off his one stress box. Each stress box can take one, two, or three points as it goes up. So yeah, you're right. There is six points of stress. So I think and technically Caleb was in front of me in initiative, so I'll let him go on his turn, and then I'll actually go after him. All right. So Jonah, um, while you've got a you've got a guy who just shot over your head, and uh, Kane just jumped out of the way behind you. As that interchange happened, um, Jonah's first instinct would have been to try to look at who they were attacking. Were they attacking indiscriminately or only certain people? It's pretty indiscriminate. Their 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 uh their goal seems to be mayhem. Gotcha. Okay. Then I will. Then yes, I will just use my rifle to shoot the one that just shot Kane. Very good. Um. So I can. You are in separate zones. Each car is a zone, and so you your your stunt about sharpshooting with people in in that are you know distant shots does apply here because uh, you're in different zones. Okay, so I will make this a careful and use skilled due to my stunt. So that gives me a yep. plus of three, total of three. Nice. So the uh, the the guy's gonna try and uh, dodge out of the way, which is really the only thing you can do when someone's shooting a rifle at you. And no! No, no, he does not! Um, and so that's a that's a succeed with style. You guys are getting these... Yeah, you ruin him. Um, these are these guys are mooks. They don't have a, they don't have a lot of stress, so uh, he... Uh, he takes he takes his shot and uh, and goes down. Um, and um, now, poor, poor so Kane, it is your turn. Yeah. In that situation, since he was he basically succeeded with style, could he just like save a boost? He still would have enough to probably kill the guy, but then he would have a plus two he could hold on to for the next shot. Isn't that uh, how that works? If you reduce your see, so you beat him by six. If you, I've been assuming they have two stress boxes. So yeah, actually, five. The, if you if you reduce it down to five, that's still enough to uh, take him out. And so yeah, you can you can reduce your damage by one and uh, and infl- and uh, give yourself a boost for the next uh, for the next round. So we could do something like there's basically there's bodies are piling up because that's two people dead, which might slow them down or get in their way. So we can create an aspect of bodies blocking the aisle or something. Sure. Bodies in the aisle. Let's give and, a let's give a boost of bodies in the aisle. Yeah. Uh, yes, I will definitely do that. All right. All right. Um, so Kane will. He's ducked now, sort of around the side of the the car door uh, for cover. And so I'll peek my head out, take a pop shot, and then try to jump back behind, which again will be quick athletic for me. Okay. There are two. There are two quick left. Combat, I'm sorry. Yeah. Quick combat. No. No uh, worries. I uh, will go ahead and. Um, yep, that's a good. So you've got a four. I got a four. The uh, the the warrior that you're shooting at um, uh, ties you. So he actually um, he ducks now. Uh, unless Jonah unless uh, Jonah wants to pass his boost to you. Um, yeah. Yes, I will. I will give my boost to Kane for okay. this attack. So that gives Kane a six versus the defense of four. So that gives uh, that inflicts two stress on that warrior. Which um, fills up his uh, his fills up his stress boxes, but he is not uh, he is not out, but he is injured. He is he is injured, or or hampered, um, and uh, but he's still but he's still coming. Uh, but he took a superficial wound in the process. Um, 
Very good. So there's still two warriors in that car. So let's actually the the next round. They are both going to make a. They are both going to make a, a charging action um, at the two of you. And so they are coming through the door, and uh, both of them are coming at you, Jonah. Um, Can they both fit through the door at the same time? Ooh, that's a good point. Nope, we're gonna say the door has a the door definitely constricts the area, and you're you can really only engage only one of them can really engage with you at once. People are screaming. Um, there's blood everywhere, and uh, dude comes screaming at you um, with a really mediocre attack as he tries to stumble his way across the bodies on the floor. Um, can I do a? Hmm, can I oppose that with a? My goal for the opposition is to essentially kick his legs out from under him so he trips up the guy behind okay. him. So that's going to be a create advantage that you can do on your turn. Um, focus this on how you're avoiding getting attacked oh, right gotcha, now. Gotcha. So um, um, dodging is in the realm of athletic. Blocking is in the realm of combative. Um, I just want to... Well, I was down on one knee anyway, so I will use athletic to shove, like, kick okay. backwards, basically. Ooh, I have an idea how you can use clever. Uh, if you want to, there's a, he's coming at you through the doorway. You right. could use the door, uh, oh, slam, slam, slam the door shut to, to, to hinder his attack. Yes. It's probably not going to, like, latch shut or anything, but you can, you know, basically block with the door. Yeah, yeah. So I will do, can you clever athletic then? Yep, to do that? absolutely. Cool. So that will give me a plus three. Oh, and just for the sake of the story, when Kane ducked out, as he was ducking back, I actually kind of elbowed him back to shove him away from combat. Okay. It wrapped up in in what we're doing here. All right. All right. And you and you knew you know that you knew these guys were going to come at you because you knew they would do that. So you you were prepared to use the door as part of your defense, right? And uh, you you uh, you beat his attack by two. So he he comes. Uh, go ahead and describe how you use the door to foil his uh, his uh, his uh, attack. Um. Well, I had kicked I kicked that door open. Basically, I wait until he gets right up to me. I dodge sideways a little bit and then just slam the door right in his face. And then he would actually pitch forward, stopping his momentum, and break through the grass, glass, stunning him. Lovely. Okay, so um, it is... And I holler at Kane to stay down. <laughs> All right, so it is um, a back to the two of you. So it is actually your, uh, it is your actions now. Um, so Jonah and Kane. I want to. I want to stand up and club him with the butt of my rifle. And try to shove him back. Okay, so you it, just slammed the door on him. You swing the door open, and now you come button through, jamming through with the butt of your rifle. Well, no, I don't even want to open the door because he's oh. through the glass. Oh, yeah, you just do it through the window. Yeah, I just want to stand up and club right into him like that. All right, so you're trying. Is your is your goal to do damage or to like knock him, drive him back? 
drive him backwards into the guy behind him. Okay, so that would be creating adva- that will be a create advantage. And can I do that cleverly combative? Yeah, I think that I think that's working. Okay, so that you're, be- you're 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 li- it's it's all about the, how you're making use of this this variable that is the door. Right. So clever yeah, clever combative will be a total of plus 2. Alright, his... Um, ugh. So, uh, he, he beats you. If you want to spend a fate point on it, to, since you knew he would, you know, uh, you knew how he'd react, I think you could justify that, or you can just let it go. Um, no, I will burn the fate point for a plus two, so four total. Okay, so you succeed. So you uh, you drive him back. What's the uh, the aspect? Uh, do you want to just make use of the door as the obstacle being the aspect? What? Do you, how do you want to? Um, what aspect do you want to be tagging on with this guy for your advantage? Because you'll have a boost that you can use next, or a bonus that you can use on the next uh, invoke. Let's tag the aspect that I actually he actually got um, like speared on a piece of broken glass. So he can't move. Um. Okay, so just let's let's check the narrative really quick. Uh, he is coming between the cars at you. Um. So you guys, because uh, you guys are holed up in the door on the conductor side, right? Right. So he's actually, uh, you this this is he's basically kind of in that open platform space between the cars. Right. Um. Having a hard time seeing how he'd get speared and mobiled on glass, but he could easily be knocked back against the rail. He could be almost falling off. He could be knocked to the ground. Um, but I, I'm not seeing speared on glass. Okay. Um, then, yeah, let's just say when I... Essentially, I came up and kind of uppercutted him yep. with the, the butt of the rifle. So... Uh, let's put, let's say, let's tag knocked on the ground. Perfect. And he can be, re- he's reeling from that. Yeah. So, so you've got a free invoke that you can use either as an attack or defense that you can be using against him. So. Okay. Um, okay, good. Kane, your turn. All right, so if I remember this correctly, we got one guy who's on the ground semi-stunned, and there should be one other guy who's behind that guy who's Perfectly healthy, as far as we know. Uh, yes, he's coming. He's coming behind, um, and he you you see him kind of taking as his friend went running in. He's kind of uh, taking cover in the doorway, looking for his chance to jet across. Okay, so I will sort of stand up and swing behind Jonah, so that he's directly in front of me, almost like I'm going to take him hostage, okay. and put my gun over his shoulder so that he's right <laughs> in front of me. Like a human shield, and then I'll take a pot shot of the other guy. Nice. I'm okay with that. Um, uh, that's uh, that's that's pretty awesome. So that gives me a four. Okay. All right. This guy is is uh, dodging. No, Ooh. he does not. So that's a he gets a negative one to your four. That's a five point difference. That is a. Uh, that is enough to... F- no, that's enough to take... F- 
five points, one, two. He only has two stress. But yeah, he, that's enough to take him out. He has to take a consequence. And so he uh, he fa- he uh, he falls over and, and looks to be down. So you guys just have awesome. the one left uh, who is down, who is reeling. Yep. And then I should have a boost on that as well since it was high enough. So oh, I'll, yeah, I'll that's a succeed with style. Pocket for, yeah, so this guy's still on the ground. I'll just, I'll just take still on the ground um, and hold on to it, and I'm, I'll probably give it to Jonah next turn. Perfect. All right, so um, this guy's um, action, he is going to do, try and... Uh, and uh, pull himself together to uh, overcome the aspect of of uh, reeling and uh, that that J- uh, Jonah gave him last turn. He's got to try and overcome that instead of making an attack. Uh, he fails. He he tries to kind of get himself up to his feet. He's still staggering, but he's kind of up to his he's up to his feet, but he's leaning against the car the the wall of the of the train car, um, and he is not in a good he is still not in good shape. So Jonah, it is your turn. You have a uh, you have your own invoke uh, free invoke bonus, and uh, if uh, Kane wants to pass you his still on the ground bonus, you get a, you can have a plus four to to an attack right now. So the um, the first one, the one that I just uppercutted, take yep. him out. He is essentially between these two cars, so there's open air. Yes. Um. If you want to shove, if you wanted to shove him, that would be an overcome, and it would be a contested overcome. But you get a, you can get a plus four bonus on the thing. That other guy's still back there, though. No, they're um, both. This is the last guy that you guys see. Oh, this is the last guy. Yeah. Oh, then yeah, I will. I'll pull open the door and just boot to the head off the side. All right. Um. Forceful combative. Yep, sounds good. Or athlete, I think this is this, this is more like a physical wrestling. This is more of an athletic. Okay, so that. that's better. So that'll be a plus two. Okay. Um, but can I? But you get a plus four from the two the two invokes stacked on it, so you get a plus six. So I'll just roll it as a plus six. Yeah, roll it as a plus six. Yeah, you got to succeed with style, dude. Goes. Back flipping over the rail and uh, flies off the flies off the train. Extra point. Extra point. Good. All right. So guys, I know we need to wrap here, but um, let me just end this uh, this session with in the in the moments, and this happens in both cars. So Martin, you see a very similar thing uh, down in your car as you're catching your breath um, from the uh, your your fight on your end. Um, you notice that a few moments after uh, the dust settles, that uh, the the soldier, um, you hear a groan coming from the mouth of the soldier as his body rises to its feet, and you hear brains. Jonah and Kane in the car where you guys were, several of the passengers had been slaughtered, um, and. You hear screams coming from the uh, the still remaining passengers as um, as you see several of the people who had been attacked rising to their feet and they they start attacking other passengers and you hear a similar sound. Brains. So everyone, I am compelling the campaign aspect 
the zombies are coming. Everyone gets a fate point to use for our next uh, for our next session. And because uh, since the uh, the zombies are coming, wouldn't it be your luck that they would be on this train? Darn. Give us feedback and comments at our website, dndacademy.com. You can check out previous podcasts at our website and subscribe to future ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it. Email your ideas to podcast at dndacademy.com, and you can connect with us on Twitter at dnd underscore academy. As always, thanks for listening, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>